0: The charge ring of tyranny. And thank you for joining us here at Ring of Tyranny, the only WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCastNation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself. My name is Alan Johns, and I'm here to bring you some news. We are at the tail end of the WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure you had a good time. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, I don't see how it's possible for you to not have had a good time this past. Maybe you had hours, you had days and hours, and plenty of time to watch plenty of wrestling and get your fill if you needed a more of a fill than what they gave you this weekend between NPJW between ROH between MLW between the WWE well geez Louise buddy when are you ever going to get filled up you're not you got a hole in the tank there's nothing there's nothing out there that can fill that tank let me tell you what because this Wrestlemania weekend was something else Boy, uh, that was the longest Wrestlemania of all time uh, the most 80's Wrestlemania since the 80s, if you're if you're asking me I, again, am Alan Johns, host of this show, Ring of Tyranny uh, Where we talk about and bring you the best in news and opinion Regarding the only sport that tickles my pickle uh, As much as truth-telling, and that's professional wrestling Now, if you're on the other side of the fence and you're not sure what truth-telling is Let me just run through our history a little bit so you know what's going on here My name is Alan Johns, I am the ex-host slash uh, Well, the ex-CEO slash emperor of the datafy Media Empire slash network, which was, of course, a Rapidly expanding online media operation, we had an AM radio show four hours a day, seven days a week, an online presence, an online message board forum community that would talk to each other about gun rights and other things that evolved. the truth-telling community, which is sometimes referred to by the outside world as conspiracy theorizing, of course that is not what we were doing, we were telling the truth, and I have the articles to prove it, and the hours, and everything to prove it, but we were telling the truth until we were so rudely interrupted by a space alien who came to Earth posed as a skinhead, amassed uh, an army of rival truth-tellers against me with The rival version of the truth, whatever that means, and if you're starting to hear bleeps, and if you're starting to hear bloops, and drum taps, and drum pops, and other sound effects that just kind of come in here and there, well, don't be alarmed. That is, of course, the algorithm that our executive producer Bernie Brizito worked tirelessly to uh, outfit this outfit with. And what basically is going on there, as well, you know, uh, I alluded to a minute ago. We have a bit of a space alien problem. We have a bit of an invasive species, uh, species. we have no idea what kind of species it is we have no idea what it is As far as we know uh, from NASA and the announcements that our government has made, we do not have the kind of capability to contact an alien uh, such as this alien that's been interfering with our show. Obviously, he has the capability to contact us. He has uh, exercised that capability, has exercised that capacity, and he has contacted us. Uh, he came to Earth a few years ago, invaded my show, as I said, and took it down to the ground, burned it uh, until it was ash, and he stole my voice, and he said I could. And, uh, have my voice because he was a space alien and he had the capacity to take it so he took it back to outer space with him or wherever he went um, and left me here voiceless uh, luckily, We had a place to go Um, So we went there Uh, Somewhere in Texas I'd rather not be specific Took me about Two and a half years To recover I got the voice back And my wife and I Decided it would be okay For me to return To broadcasting I mean I'm a born broadcaster I've got it in my bones I've got it in my blood Uh, Third generation broadcaster First generation podcaster But we decided It wouldn't probably be The best idea To talk about uh, The truth Again uh, To do some Truth telling uh, Also referred to as Conspiracy theorizing so we decided it would be best for me to cover a different subject and that subject that i chose was of course my only other interest in in this world uh than truth telling and that's professional wrestling for those two years i was holed up in a bed uh voiceless watching watching the wwe network which was uh a uh, great little trip down memory lane and a fun uh, trip getting familiar with the new stars and the new the new stories of the new day. Uh, speaking of the new day, we've got new champions. I guess we're going to get to that. We had a lot of shows this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, there was so much going on that I really only caught the wwe so this is going to be kind of a wwe centric podcast uh when we get to it i do want to say uh that of course if you're following the show uh you already know about the space alien who once went by skinner and then renamed himself to christian cage and apparently has renamed himself again uh to sammy callahan uh because you know, he was so unaware of the wrestling world, even though he's apparently been listening to this podcast, *A Ring of Tyranny*, and actually likes it. He's been following what's going on with wrestling. He's very ignorant to the wrestling world, so he's kind of naming himself one after the other uh, uh, after wrestlers that were in Impact. Apparently, uh, this guy, like not really a guy, he's a space alien. Uh, likes WWE, which means he has no idea what happened at Impact. So he's named himself Christian Cage, which uh, is the name that he used to do his. Uh, fast lane predictions which were hilariously wrong and he used the name sammy callahan to put forth his uh, wrestlemania predictions which were even more wrong so yes he uh skinner christian cage sammy callahan whatever your name is uh to keep doing it you're doing a great job of uh besmirching the great names of great wrestlers namely christian cage and sammy callahan two of my favorite stars in tna history now, Sammy Callahan, of course, is there right now. Christian must have popped his mind because Christian is in WWE, I would imagine. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Christian, a.k.a. Skinner, uh, knows that now, knows who Christian is, I, I assume. And so I guess he's not going to take that name. And, and in all fairness, it doesn't really matter what name he takes because his, his predictions are obviously going to be off. I mean, this is a. I I tell you guys all the time, it's fine if you wanna call me a poser, I'm fine with that. I, I'm a self-admitted wrestling poser. I haven't really been keeping up all those years I was uh truth telling and data fight media empire, so I'm trying to catch up still. I get a few things wrong here and there, but uh, but Skinner, aka Christian Cage, aka Sammy Callahan proved with his fast lane predictions, with his horrible WrestleMania predictions, that he has no idea what's going on and there is no reason for him to be intercepting our feed and inserting his his uh wrestle prediction shows into our RSS feed so that he can take those shows now he has promised he's going to take those shows from now on uh if he's listening i hope uh you're hearing uh Sammy Callahan you know I think I'm just going to refer to this guy as Dweebus. In the past episodes, I've referred to kind of the keyboard warriors that Baron Corbin complains about as Dweebus. Dweebus kind of getting upset, talking about how he wants wrestling to be written, things that he wants to happen in wrestling. Then when uh, when they happen, they're usually not good enough. One good example recently is China getting into the Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, you know, you had yeah, Dweebus out there complaining that China wasn't in the Hall of Fame, and then when she finally gets nominated for the Hall of Fame, it's in DX, and that's not good enough. China needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame alone and not with DX. Well, she got inducted into the Hall of Fame with DX, uh, so she's in there, so I don't really know what the difference is, but Dweebus sees a difference. But Dweebus, from now on, is also going to be uh, space aliens who... Invade Earth and uh, lead insurgent skinhead groups against truth tellers, uh, against guys just trying to make a living and taking their living away from them so that years later he can listen to that guy's wrestling podcast and annoy the, the heck out of him uh, while he's trying to do that as well. Interfering with his work, interfering with his show, with his laughter and whatnot. Thank goodness our executive producer Bernie Presito worked tirelessly to create the algorithm that fights him back with drum beeps and blobs and bloops and sound effects. Thank Goodness, Dweebus, Ah, doesn't even have that capacity at this point to interfere with our show. As he most famously did uh, the first ten, fifteen episodes. So we've been holding him at bay. We've been holding him back, uh, best we can. And I do apologize, but he's just gonna take over the prediction shows. I mean, we knew it was gonna happen. Uh, we put a prediction show together for WrestleMania, and right when we're trying to upload the dang thing, the alien Dweebus comes in, interferes, inserts his prediction show, and of course his predictions were ninety percent wrong. I mean, there was like there's seventeen matches on the card, the WrestleMania thirty five card including the pre-show and the guy only got one match right i think the tony niece uh beat buddy murphy every other match he uh, he thought uh ronda rousey was gonna win fail daniel bryan fail he said th- brock lesnar was a fail he thought um He thought that uh, Drew McIntyre would be Roman Reigns that's a fail I do believe he predicted Shane McMahon which a lot of us didn't predict uh, would beat The Miz and he did even though it was kind of a fluke Uh, but we'll get to all that in a minute we got a lot of wrestling to talk about Uh, but before we do that uh, we uh, have a segment for you here just to kind of shake things up kind of you know jiggle around the, the monotony so it's not so monotonous around here with this wrestling podcast I mean no no one can think about wrestling 24 hours a day, and, and really, after this weekend, you probably focused on it enough, so let's, uh, let's change things up here for a second with the movie review segment. It's a new segment uh, with our executive producer, Bernie Brasito. It's called, uh, what's it called? It's a movie review segment, and it's new to Ring of, well, it's been around for a few episodes now, Uh, please enjoy this new episode of the segment uh, uh Bernie's Pickflex. Thanks, Alan. Welcome, everyone, to Barney's Fleck Packs. Um, this week on the show, we're gonna be reviewing the 1980 Robert Altman film, or maybe it was like 1983. Regardless, uh, the Robert Altman film starring Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. Popeye. Popeye was of course based on the cartoon of the same name, a very early cartoon in the history of on and uh, most people have seen a Popeye cartoon or two in their day. I know when I was growing up it used to come on real early in the morning and you know those are really simple cartoons where like Popeye just wants to kind of get with olive oil but olive oil has a suitor named Bluto, who's this huge mean guy that's always trying to beat up popeye because he's always getting the wrong idea but not really because popeye is usually trying to steal his girl and that's sort of what happens in the movie um You know, Robin Williams, lovable as he is, I mean, how could you resist? Even when he's got big, fake forearms and an eye sealed shut uh, with some makeup. I mean, he's still the greatest guy in the town. He's the most fun. They find a baby, uh, they hang out with Wimpy, eating the burgers, and they avoid the wrath of Pluto. It's a strange film, but I enjoyed it, so uh, I recommend you put it on. Amazing set design, amazing performances, amazing songs. It's Popeye. Back to you, Alan. Well, thank you, Bernie, for that review of the, uh, 1980, uh... I believe 1980, you're correct, uh, Robert Altman film. It's uh, definitely the... That's uh, you know, that's really the strangest hair, uh, in the head of Robert Altman's filmography, I gotta say. This is the guy that directed Nashville, McCabe and Miss Miller, Mash, the Mash movie, shortcuts. I mean, all Robert Altman films I that Popeye is kinda like, I guess, uh, in the eighties he was gonna try to kinda go straight to a big studio picture and Popeye was the picture and yeah, it's a strange film. Uh, maybe there were too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know, but it doesn't doesn't usually get a good rap. Ah, it's a personal favorite of my family's. We used to sing along with the songs and all that, and that's great. That's great stuff. So let's get on to this week in wrestling. Okay, all right. We got a little a little bit of a review for you here. A couple a couple things. So I missed I- I- MLW shows. I missed Impact impact show i was watching nxt takeover everything got mixed up this weekend and it turned into almost an exclusively wwe weekend for me but i did want to cover uh, some of the other stuff that we saw uh this week we saw being the elite the aew show and the road to double or nothing um you know some great things going on there you got to check it out uh kenny omega putting together the fighter festival which is kind of similar i guess he stumbled upon the fire festival the FYR. Uh, Festival that turned out to be a big hoax That there's two documentaries about now on Netflix I already knew about this festival Because I listen to podcasts And one of my favorite podcasts uh, in the cast verse in the podcast verse out there out of all the podcasts not a wrestling podcast although the one of the hosts does have a wrestling podcast it's called lie cheat steal and it's about the kind of crime that alan johns enjoys and that's fraud and lies you know most people when they go to a true crime podcast or a true crime show they want to know about serial killers and uh, people that murder little kids well i'm not really interested in that i'm interested in fraudsters in hucksters in people that take People for lots and lots of money based on usually in retrospect ridiculous lies and ridiculous concepts that they've somehow get people to believe that that, that's just interesting to me uh pulling the wool over someone's eyes and getting them to give you everything they have uh just as kind of a fluke weekend i mean that's interesting to me that is more interesting to me than killing that happens in our world and to us more often than killing that is crime that is more relatable and more uh uh what do you what do you it's it's more it's it's at your fingertips it's relatable it has uh uh uh, 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 you can you can use the knowledge that you uh, attain from that kind of true crime uh, in your personal life, day-to-day personal life, more than you would be able to use murder. Since murder is more of a rare occurrence, I don't understand why people are obsessed with murder. But anyway, uh, Lie, Cheat, Steal, that's a, a podcast uh, hosted by Cat Barbadoro and... Uh, pat dean and it's excellent if you know kath barbador she also has a uh, wrestlecast hashtag wrestlecast and the hashtag wrestlecast nation called wrestlesplania with her and a friend rachel and they discover wrestling as they go uh, i'm sure they watched wrestlemania i think they did i started this weekend off with nxt takeover and as many are saying nxt takeover was fantastic and i i'm gonna agree with them there uh you had the opening match uh the war raiders um got, great match, great match, War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet, Blackashay if you want to call it that, uh, fantastic match, all over the map all over the place, flying through the air 600 pounds, flying through, the huge guys flying through the air, man, it was entertaining uh, the next match was the Velveteen Dream versus the Matt Riddle, kind of got uh, great reviews going for this match I loved it, I, I love Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream's almost like that perfect wrestler prototype, isn't he, uh, he looks like a wrestler, he acts like a wrestler, he perfectly embodies the spirit of what you imagine a wrestler being when you imagine a wrestler. And I watched Tough Enough. I like Patrick Clark. I think he's great. Uh, I think he got cut a little too early, but I guess his his ego was a little out of control. And you can see now... uh with the character that he plays and the ego that he brings in there he's got a little bit of a better grasp on it he's still a young kid he's still got a lot a lot of a lot of ground to cover there but this was a cool match you had him versus the uh mma prototype of the man's division anyway matt riddle who's the like i say you know i compared him to my son john john when john john finally got old enough to uh to you know, partake in a, in, a, in what what was an illegal substance for most people uh, back then, and he uh, took that opportunity, took it took it by the horns. He had you know every day, um, kind of started to look like Matt Riddle without the muscles, uh, sound like Matt Riddle without. You know, anybody caring, uh, that he's Sam Bro. But that was my son John Johnson. So it was interesting though to see Matt Riddle, the MMA guy versus uh Velveteen Dream was very much very much wrestling. Very much a uh, professional wrestling monster, uh You know, and Riddle really dominated the whole match, but Dream kind of pulled that that trick finish out of there. Now, the match after this was my favorite match of the weekend. This was Walter versus Pete Dunne. I did not expect to like this match as much as I did, but the styles were matched very well together. Uh, The match itself uh, unfolded flawlessly in my opinion some people are complaining about walter they say like walter was overwhelmed and all these things i thought walter did great walter scared the poop out of me i love his music i love his luck he came down i really didn't think he was gonna win necessarily but he did he powerbombed pete dunn off the top rope eventually and took the belt that pete dunn held for something like 560 something days the one of the longest top five longest reigns in wwe history i guess it was time for him to move on um you know i haven't heard he's gonna rematch for it so maybe he's gonna go elsewhere i mean if you held uh, uh any of those belts for that long for over two years at uh, 560 something days i mean is it really that necessary to beat yourself up kill yourself trying to get it back i mean you've already held it for a while I mean, not a whole lot you're gonna be able to do with it if you get it back and if i were pete Dunne, i would uh uh, Start running the other way away from Walter You don't want to be near Walter It's time to get Just just get away from Walter He's dangerous Let him beat up on the other guys And they can try to get the belt Pete Uh, It'd be nice to see him come to Raw or Smackdown And start going for those belts Which You know Changed hands Everything changed hands this weekend It was very Very mixed up weekend Things got mixed up And the ether Uh, Names and faces And changes And titles Have changed And um Things are different now at the WWE. Things are different now. We had our first ever women's main event, and we are going to cover that. We'll see. Uh, we might keep this more uh, at a at a shorter length. I mean, we're not really covering uh, the things that we normally cover for you guys. The, uh, you know... The MLW fusion and the impact, I do apologize for that. Uh, United We Stand, I planned on watching, um, and it kind of just came up, and I'd forgotten about it. It came up on Thursday. I didn't realize it was happening on Thursday, so I did miss it. I missed United We Stand. I missed Impact on Friday because I was watching TakeOver, which after the Velveteen Dream and Riddle and Dunn and Walter match, we had the four way match between Shayna Baszler, uh, Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair. Great match. Bianca Belair, I thought was Going to take that belt. She she showed really well. I love Bianca Belair. I love Shayna Baszler. I like the Sky Brower. It's all really good. Really good matchup. But Shayna Baszler retained at the end, which I think shocked everybody, which gave me the first little inkling that my uh, NXT Four Horse Women of NXT theory wasn't going to come to fruition uh, over the weekend, uh, which it did not. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, But. Yeah, it was a good match, and uh, there's definitely a future for all the competitors involved, and I will be watching and enjoying as they uh, move on to those roles. We didn't have a whole lot of NXT call-ups. We kind of had a re-up from someone that was called up later, Uh, but that was after WrestleMania, the main event of uh, TakeOver. Yeah, Johnny Gargano won, and uh, he's been waiting to win for a long time. I was kind of surprised. I mean, after you had uh, Adam Cole's best, gave it his best, he did his finishers, and even his buddies came out to you know help him help him win to make sure he was going to win and he still didn't win somehow Johnny Gargano overcame all the odds and uh won the belt which i guess is kind of his MO at this point so Johnny Gargano is your new NXT champ not Adam Cole we'll see if Adam Cole sticks around uh for much longer maybe he's going to move on soon uh, it'll be fun to watch but so we had that. We had the Hall of Fame, uh, the Hall of Fame um, induction ceremony, which was fun to watch. Uh, of course, the rastafarian hatted young man who interrupted Bret Hart's speech and kind of uh, grabbed Bret Hart around the waist, and before he was grabbed by security and punched in the face by Dash Wilder, well, that was obnoxious, and I did not like that. Um, I watched it sort of just had the DX uh induction on. There were Triple H was throwing glow sticks at people, which I was kind of like, man, if I was in the audience and and a glow stick hit me in the head because Triple H just throwing them around. Uh, I don't know. I love DX. Yeah, I guess the Hall of Fame is really just for. The wrestlers, I mean, it's not really something that the fans necessarily need to watch. I didn't want to see China get inducted, but DX being silly, I mean, it was kind of just a bunch of old guys being silly, but anyway, I, I, anyway, I don't want to be mean, uh... Wrestlemania itself, I really enjoyed. Gotta say, seven and a half, eight hours. The wife actually watched this one with me. Hey, surprise, surprise. Uh, that was a fun time. Um, you know, I watched the whole thing pre-show. Pre-show was good. I liked the Battle Royale. I was a little surprised Colin Jost and Michael Che hit under the ring for most of the Battle Royale. Came out at the end. And, what? Well, Colin Jost uh, brought his psychiatrist into the ring for Bray to talk to his psychiatrist. Which, obviously... Didn't work out the way, I guess, Colin just thought it would, and you can forgive him, of course, he's the one that's unfamiliar with the wrestling world, Michael Che was kind of more of the guy, but neither one of them looked uh, too excited to be going out there, and they got their dues in Brostrum and won that battle royale, then we had... Uh, one of the biggest title changes, the Major Brothers, of course, I am talking about Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, hosts of the Major Figure Wrestling Podcast, which is one of my favorite hashtag WrestleCasts in the hashtag WrestleCast. You know, one of these days, I'm just gonna do a bonus episode, something... If you want to see that, I mean, do you want to see a bonus episode? I could tell you guys about all the hashtag WrestleCasts and the hashtag Nation that I listen to, all the wrestling podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Maybe I could do a weekly show kind of updating you on the different wrestling podcasts. You know, we got Vince Russo, smart wrestling fan. Oh, uh, We listen to What's Wrong With Wrestling. We listen to Marked Out Wrestling Podcast. We listen to Wrestle Ramble. those guys from Britain. I mean, there are a lot of wrestling podcasts I can tell you guys about. About. We got the Jim Cornette experience, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. I can cover these for you. If you want to do that, I mean, you know we have the email address, ring of tyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-A-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at Gmail.com. Ring of Tyranny at Gmail.com. Send us your emails. You've been sending us your emails with your criticisms, your compliments, and your suggestions, and and uh, we do appreciate it we do appreciate it quite a good deal. Still some of you sending uh, you know the unfortunate Troll quote unquote email as the kids are calling it these days where you pretend to be uh Dweebus, the 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 A the space alien that came to Earth that pretended to be a skinhead and led an insurgent army against me with a rival truth telling to mine, whatever that means, and took my showdown and took my voice. You wanna pretend to be Dweebus, who went us the name Skinner before he went us the name Christian Cage and went as the name Sammy Callahan. Now some of you're sending emails as Sammy Callahan, some of you're sending emails as Christian Cage, and you're sending them all to Ring of Tyranny, D R I N G O F T Y A R r-a-n-n-y at gmail.com and it's getting ridiculous i mean if you want to send an email pretending to be somebody why don't you send an email pretending to be somebody you know instead of pretending to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead that once named himself christian cage that once named himself sammy callahan Instead of sending us an email at ringoftyranny at gmail.com pretending to be a skinhead, that pretending to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead, why don't you send us an email where you pretend to be something, somebody that pretended to be something a little better than that, like Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin. Maybe you're going to send an email pretending to be someone that pretended to be your favorite wrestler, pretend to be the ultimate warrior, pretend to be Macho Man. I don't care. You can get that across in the email. As long as you're pretending to be someone that pretended to be something better than a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead uh i don't really care if you're going to send us emails where you pretend to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead instead of pretending to be someone that pretended to be something a little better than that well i would Politely ask that you don't. So just uh, don't write that email. Delete that email. Send us an email as yourself. Send us some compliments and criticisms. We're, we're happy to take those. Send me an email and let me, Alan Johns, know if you want me to do a podcast, a weekly podcast, uh, recapping what happened on the Wrestlecast of the Wrestlecast Nation, the wrestling podcast. I listen to a whole bunch of them. Anyway, uh, one of the podcasts I do enjoy quite a bit comes out every Friday, and that's the podcast, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Podcast hosted by Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, who must be making some waves at WWE. Maybe they showed him the numbers. I know a lot of people listen to that podcast, and now they are your WWE Tag Team Champions, beating the Revival not only on the pre-show at WrestleMania 35, but also on Raw the next night. Kurt Hawkins both times with the roll-up that seems to be his finishing move. It was uh, glorious to see these two take the belts because, like I said, I'm a big fan of their podcast. So the Revival had the belts. That's great. I wouldn't mind. Seeing these these two teams feud, go for it, go for it. Feud your hearts out until AOP gets back, because I'm waiting for AOP to get back. I think someone got hurt. It's been a while. Maybe I'll come back. This is a long WrestleMania, so we had the battle royale the women's battle royale After that, uh, pretty good. Thought Sarah Logan, uh, fan, you know, favorite of the show of Ring of Tyranny, Sarah Logan. We love Sarah Logan around here. She almost won the match, and I thought she had won the match. Of course, uh, Carmella who. Is a bad guy or a good guy? I'm not even really sure. But she kind of came back in the match <laughs> and took it. Did a little smirky thing and the match was over. So there you go. First match of the main card. The main WrestleMania 35 card was a shocker. We had Brock Lesnar going up against Seth Rollins. It was a short match. Seth Rollins hit him in the balls. Seth Rollins took the belt. Seth Rollins waved the belt over his head. I mean, it was the most anticlimactic. Uh, I I just didn't think... You know, this was a Dweebus prediction. Uh, Dweebus, of course, being Skinner, who once... Who was a space alien? The space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead and also named himself Christian Cage and Sammy Callahan to make wrestling predictions for our show. I actually agreed with Dweebus there. I thought Brock Lesnar was going to retain against Seth Rollins. Of course, Brock Lesnar did not retain against Seth Rollins. The Beast was slain, and Seth Rollins took the belt and swung it over his head. Brock looked all shocked in the ring, but I guess Paul Heyman, I missed this part, came out and said that they had somewhere to be in Vegas. So they wanted to get the match over with, and they got it over with now you have a new universal WWE universal champion in Seth Rollins who well he's the champ so who's gonna try and take it from Seth who can take it from Seth my guess is Roman Reigns but how do you you know set up something like that I don't know. But Dean's gone. Maybe I'll just start fighting now that Dean's gone. Maybe for all we knew, Dean was the glue holding the crest of the shield together. Dean was not at WrestleMania. That was unfortunate. That um, was a little disappointed with that. You could have had a great... I mean, really, like, we didn't need to see some of the matches. On Honestly, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Love them both. Don't know about the match. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Love the Scottish psychopath. Love the big dog. Not sure we needed to have that match. Uh, there were a couple other matches I was not sure we needed to have. But uh, the match with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins got to the point. Seth Rollins won. And after that, uh, what did we have after that? Oh, So we had the Randy Orton and AJ Styles match. Was It uh, was a little bit of a... I don't know if this match was placed too early in the card. It felt kind of like a letdown. I think maybe it was placed too early in the card. I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, redo this match, have a, have another shot at it. I love both wrestlers, so they put on a great match, but... Um I don't know. Maybe it was just the timing was a little off. Maybe this should have been a little later. I mean, there was some strange match placement among this card. This was a strange schedule. I'm not sure who put it together. Maybe Bruce Prichard. Maybe that's why. I mean, They, they seem to just want to try different things. And, uh, you know, as it went on, considering the people that won, you started to really wonder who was going to win, uh, especially in the main event after we got past the middle. So uh, some other matches happened. We had a, actually had a great match with Shane and the Miz, they fought all over the place, and at the end, the Miz suplexed Shane off a little bit of a scaffolding into a big, a big pillow, but it still looked pretty good, and, and when they landed, uh, Shane landed on top of the Miz, so, uh, Shane got the count, Shane got the win, um, Pretty early in the show, right in the middle, well not early, but right in the middle there, we had the uh, WWE title match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. I thought this kind of was a little bit early. It wouldn't have been too early if you got rid of the the, the uh, Rey Mysterio-Joe uh, match and the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match, but as it was, it was in the middle of the card. Uh, great match, great title match. Uh, Kofi won it at the end, though. Kofi won the match at the end, and so when the New Day were coming out, and this was, you know, this was very momentous occasion, very historical, I want to tell you what I think, though, I want to tell you something, something, something uh, I found specifically almost kind of offensive about this match, so, you know, you, if you've been listening to the show, you know me, Alan Johns. We had our operation with Datafy Media Empire. I was the uh, CEO slash Emperor of the Datafy Media Network slash uh, Empire, and uh, Skinner the alien amassed an insurgent rival group of truth tellers, whatever that means, to take over the show and destroy it. And after that, we were forced to move out to the country. where are uh, right now, you know, we're somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. We're living on kind of some land here, uh, where my 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 daughter has set up her organic farming operation which has really taken off, I mean and you know uh, kind of an un- unspoken uh, Thing that happens when you're running An organic farming operation or when your family's running one and you're just kind of there by proxy I mean you made the bread for the first You know 15-20 years And now now the kids are taking over uh, You know after a space alien destroyed Your business that, that'll that happen sometime So we're out here at the, uh, Somewhere in Texas and you know I've been eating the organic food I've been eating the organic vegetables that she feeds me uh, We've been eating better Around here so uh, When Daniel Bryan started coming out and saying he was going to take the Earth seriously, he was going to be the planet's champion, he was going to encourage people to be less wasteful, to eat better, um, to not pollute the air with the the methane gas coming out of them after they eat cows and... What not, he's chiding, maybe went a little overboard Chiding people for eating plastic Or for using plastic, excuse me I don't know who would eat it, you'd be dead Whoever ate the plastic, we don't know them, they're dead But I I was starting to, his message Daniel, the new Daniel Bryan's message Was really resonating with me And I have to say Out of all the Wrestlemania predictions I not only made, but all the ones I heard Which were quite, quite many I don't think anyone really expected kofi kingston to just toss the planet's belt now this is the belt daniel bryan replaced the main wwe title with um you know he said the main wwe title was from a cow named daisy and he threw it away he had the planet's belt made it was made of hemp and wood and gemstones and i loved it i thought it was great i couldn't wait uh for a replica to come out it hadn't come out yet what happens before the Revel Cup comes out that I can buy? Kofi Kingston and The New Day win the WWE title. They toss the planet's title away and bust out their own leather title. Now, okay, I'm a supporter of Kofi Kingston. I enjoy watching The New Day. But that, to me, is, I mean, tantamount to a heel turn. I don't, uh, you know, whatever your politics are, whatever. Daniel Bryan changed the belt. And he had very, in my opinion, he had good reasoning for the belt. Now, if New Day had come out, said, you know, or showed some video where they rescued the Daisy leather belt out of the trash after Daniel Bryan threw it away, that might be one thing, but from what we were given, you have to assume that the New Day had a new belt made in in the image of the old belt, in the image of the old WWE Championship that Daniel Bryan replaced with the Planet's Championship. So, they tossed the Planet's Championship. Well, I was starting what that championship stood for what the new Dan O'Brien stood for was starting to resonate with me so for them to just toss it and start touting this leather you know belt this this symbol of excess and and uh selfishness and ego and narcissism to to be going yeah we're gonna have this belt instead of that instead of that dumb belt well In my opinion, you threw away the smart belt, and it might as well have been a heel turn. But that's not what anybody else... I mean, mean, at face value, this was not a heel turn. This is the first time a real good, good guy has won in a long time. But I thought that was kind of a subtle move, a subtle diss. And if the message of the new Daniel Bryan and the planet's belt was resonating with you, and if you were starting to feel like I was, that Daniel Bryan really might be the planet's champion, well, you might have been offended like I was that the new day just tossed the planet's belt and uh you know in order to go back to what's comfortable in order to go back to what we used to have make belts great again right in order to go to some in order to return to some past situation that we nostalgialize in our minds and make better than it actually was we reimagine the past in our minds as being better and safer and more uh, everybody made more money everybody was happier in the past so why can't we just go back there You can't turn back. You turn back, you turn into a pillar of salt. And that's what happened to the New Day for me. They turned into Pillars of Salt. They tossed the planet's belt nonchalant like it was nothing. Laughing. Goofing around. And uh, in my opinion, the planet's champion, it's uh, due time already for him to come back and reclaim what's his and put that planet's belt back in its place of prominence. Anyway, moving on, we had the rest of uh, WrestleMania, which was entertaining. You had the match against Triple H and Batista. I actually didn't mind. I've seen some bad reviews for this match, but I uh, enjoyed watching it. Triple h's ridiculous uh, intro one of his best ridiculous wrestlemania intros of the past few years i gotta say i liked the one last year but this one had kind of a corny look i would get you you wonder um My wife mentioned maybe the students of Full Sail were making uh, a graphics video, and that was the video that introduced him. You know, Triple H had this video of dystopian Mad Max-type cars driving around, and then he drove out onto the stage, onto the ramp, in, uh, in one of those types of cars in a skull mask, and he had his match with Batista. Batista getting in the ring looked like he almost tripped and fell on his face. He did a whole round of the ring after that, slapping everyone's hands, high fives, and got back in just to prove that he wasn't drunk because that's what i thought and i figured hunter would be really mad if you found out batista was messed up because as we all know hover uh, hunter is silver as a clam um but they had their match hunter ripped out his nose ring with suppliers uh got a sledgehammer they kept throwing each other on the announce table and it wouldn't break till the end uh it was a pretty good match pretty wrestlemania match uh batista's lost So his career is over. His wrestling career is over. Uh, There were a couple other segments. Ron Simmons made an appearance. I don't know if anyone noticed that. It was so quick. He made an appearance, gave his his catchphrase. We had Elias out there playing with himself at of course means uh he had a video going where uh, elias uh, another version of him was playing the drums on a pre-recording and and he was playing the piano on a pre-recording and then elias the real elias was live out on the stage on the wrestlemania well in the ring for wrestlemania and he was playing guitar and he was playing along with himself when who should come out but the doctor of thuganomics john Cena, in his hat in his chains came out started dissing elias some pretty adult disses too, but it was fun time. It was fun time. John Cena uh, gave Elias the business. Of course, Elias would get erupted, interrupted again by maybe the person most people were imagining would be John Cena. And John Cena came out instead, but that was raw. So. Uh, WrestleMania ended with the uh, three way women's match. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair flew in on a helicopter. Gotta be honest, throughout the day, throughout the day before, I was starting to feel a Flair win. I, I started thinking, Charlotte Flair's gotta win. Charlotte Flair's gotta win. Uh,. And Ric Flair did show up uh, in the match with Batista as well. Ric Flair was at this WrestleMania. There are a lot of faces at this WrestleMania, and this was a dance, dance WrestleMania. Seven hours. I mean, it's dance. I keep remembering things that happened. JBL was on commentary. Booker T was on commentary. For my- I mean, there were all kinds of things going on. It's just Samoa Joe beat Rey Mysterio in like ten seconds, and then we had the first ever all-female main event. Uh, first ever at a WrestleMania, of course there really haven't even been that many female main events ever they might have all happened in 2018 i think uh there was a great one at tlc and uh this was a good match too this was a good match uh it's gonna be a classic uh becky lynch won the people's hero won in the end she rolled up ronda and now she's a double-fisted champion she's got the smackdown women's title in one hand and the raw women's title in the other and she's holding them up loud and proud and uh becky lynch is your champ it was all building up to this and you know with a wrestlemania like this where all the people's favorites actually win their matches it makes one wonder how much the good favor for the good guys uh can continue because this, the the simple laws of probability Of things that happen dictate that It can't happen forever So we'll see But, you know, we continued on to Raw the next night I watched all this stuff I mean, Raw and SmackDown were pretty similar to each other But Raw, uh, in particular Um, you know, Seth Rollins came out Then Kofi Kingston came out Then Kofi Kingston actually challenges Seth Rollins To uh, a winner-take-all title match At the end of Raw And, uh Oh, what did we forget? Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle had his his, his send-off at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I was fine with it. I was fine with Baron Corbin. I thought Baron Corbin did pretty good. Um, I actually don't mind Baron Corbin. I actually think he's a pretty good wrestler. And... uh, you know, I look forward to that. From what I understand, Kurt wanted to wrestle Baron Corbin. Corbin put up some fantastic posters uh, that it looked like he made himself uh, promoting the match before the match happened. And I thought those were hilarious. He was putting them up on Twitter and driving everybody crazy. Driving all the all the quote-unquote marks crazy. but. Whew, all right. Well, and I apologize if this feels a little rushed. Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this under the uh, keep this keep this at the CSI Miami slash Law and Order uh, length. But uh, talking Raw, we had a match teased between uh, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins that would happen at the end of the night. Kofi Kingston said we should do a double, you know, winner take all match, and I thought this was great. I I don't know who was going to win. Uh, apparently, Seth and Becky are dating, so I kind of thought maybe Seth would take both belts. And then he and Becky would be double-fisted champions uh, You know, on top of the world But that's not what happened Uh, The bar interrupted at the end of the show Now, Raw and SmackDown were really similar Uh, One thing, you know uh, let's see. So, things that happened on both shows. Lacey Evans came out and messed with Becky Lynch on both shows when Becky Lynch tried to come out and talk about being the new champion. Uh, Lacey Evans came out. You thought she was going to do her little turnaround thing, just tease, but instead she got in a fight with Becky Lynch. That happened on Raw and SmackDown. Kobe Kingston was on uh, Raw and SmackDown fighting the bar, whether that was with The New Day on SmackDown or with Seth Rollins on Raw. Um, you had Aleister Black and Ricochet facing opponents on both shows. Entertaining shows. But suspicious, suspiciously absent from both were former main champions. So we didn't have Charlotte Flair. We didn't have Daniel Bryan. We didn't have Asuka. We didn't have... Wait, did Ronda Rousey might have appeared? No. No Ronda Rousey. So no one was there. So things are a little quiet. We got the, super, the Superstar Shake-Up next week. Uh, we saw Mojo Raleigh talking to the man in the mirror again. The mirror broke and had some uh, cracked blue around Mojo's eye. Interested to uh, see where this is going. I am. Um, and then we had what I can only uh, attribute to Bruce Pritchard's return. And that was a smoky room filled with a cardboard box that opens and some weird zombie turkey comes out, kind of looks around, coughs a little bit, or laughs. It was very cheesy. Um, and uh, I laughed because uh, it was so cheesy. I liked it, although uh, it was a little creepy. doesn't mean Bray Wyatt, doesn't mean what? No one knows um i have one wrestle spiracy really for you this week i'm sorry it's going to be kind of a burner of a show it's been a burner of a week so i just wanted to get something out there so you guys you know if you're coming here like uh, like i thought you were for for the best in wrestling news and opinions you have something to something to chew on we got an evil turkey we got an evil turkey and a smoky box on raw and smackdown probably uh something to do with Bray Wyatt some people are saying Marty Skrull I noticed Sami Zayn come out and talk about the audience and I noticed Kevin Owens pop up to give Randy Orton a stunner and I remember the history that they have with Daniel Bryan and I wonder in the way that Sammy was talking if the new Daniel Bryan needs a couple a couple cronies to go up against the New Day now that he's lost the belt all he had was Rowan maybe he's gonna get some cronies Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens together restart the yep movement restart the union save the belt for the planet that's what I want to see this year with the the new daniel bryan all right so the show's coming to a close that's all the time we got for this week send us your emails ring of tyranny at gmail.com r-i-n-g-o-a-f-t-y-r-a-n-n-y patreon.com slash ring of tyranny keep fighting the good fight kofi kingston is champion seth rollins is champion becky lynch is double champion the major brothers are champions good night Uh, thank you for listening to Ring of Tyranny, Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. Um, we thank you for listening to the show. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Uh, Spotify I think Uh, I'm Bernie Prusina the executive producer of the show if you want to email the show send us an email ringoftyranny at gmail.com that's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com or uh, you know send us an email ringoftyranny at gmail.com patreon.com slash ringoftyranny give us a buzz give us a like give us a couple bucks if you want this opera to improve, continue, and continue to improve forever. Uh, Alan wants you to know he supports all his little warriors, and we thank you again. Patreon.com/slash Ring of Tyranny. Good night.